even want to live anymore. I didn't see a way out. I was so depressed, so unsure of myself. And now I look forward to every single day of my life. It's all surrounded by things that I know I'm on God's path and moving towards in my own life. So welcome back to the Better Than Best Academy, where we're creating this community of champions committed to personal growth. And here on this show, you will hear firsthand stories of the next generation of creatives and entrepreneurs, those that have started businesses and doing the amazing things. You may not know them now, but you'll soon never forget them. Now, with that said, my special guest today is actually my first female guest in my show. So that's exciting. She's a child of God, a dog mama too, and a co-host of a podcast show called Fearless Queens. Her name is Sarah Elizabeth. Please tell me and the wonderful people watching what would make today's conversation extraordinary. What would make today's conversation extraordinary? Well, depending on the topics that you want to pick up, um, I love talking about Jesus. I love talking about mindset growth and how we can get from a stuck place to how do we overcome and achieve all the goals and all our aspirations in this life that we get. So whatever you want to dive into, I'm here for. Yeah, let's let's play and let's see where this goes. Now, today, I, I want to ask you to share your real story behind your success, because I feel like it's so easy to talk about our wins and when everything works as planned. But I would love for you, as you begin to tell your story with this, really share I, I want to hear about your failures and how you've learned from them. All right. So I am done making plans in my life because all the plans I made this year, God just laughed because there was, they were so not aligned of what he wanted to do in my life. It was um, all about what I wanted to do. So at the beginning of this year, um, January 2nd, four months to the date, I was supposed to get married on April 2nd it ended completely done. Um, everything that I had known was stripped away from me. No more house, no more relationship. I didn't have family around anymore. My old friends weren't there anymore. I was, and I had just like at that time, um, had quit my job to run my business full time for affiliated marketing. So I had all oh, so many plans and God was like, Nope, we're going to strip that all away and create who I knew that you are supposed to be. So now what we're 11 months in and uh I couldn't even have dreamed of what my life is now from what it was then like I had no I had no desire to even want to live anymore I didn't see a way out I was so depressed so unsure of myself and now I look forward to every single day of my life it's all surrounded by things that I know I'm on God's path and moving towards in my own life. So the struggles that I've gone through have led me to like the top of the mountains that I've reached this year, but through the valleys is where I've learned it all. It's it's definitely in the valleys that we kind of become the people that we were created to be. Man, such an interesting story right off the bat saying, <laughs> and I love that idea of how do you word it that you don't make plans anymore? Because <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't make plans because God laughs at them. That's so, that's so funny. Uh, I would love for you to uh, kind of explain that a little bit more and how, how you feel like you're obviously your faith in God is huge. And that's a big portion of my life. And 
plenty of the people that come on my show are definitely believers. Those listening are believers. So we can get as Jesus <laughs> as we want to. So I'm all for having a good talk about Jesus. But but with that said, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your your faith and your, your walk with God there. Yeah, so um, I'm the firstborn in my family. And the best thing my parents ever did for me when I was younger was they put me in a private school and I just had that foundation right off the bat. But then five years later, two more siblings came along and they're like, whoa, private school is expensive. We got to drag you out. And so from there, I got it from friend groups. My, my family never really went to church together. Um, we did Sunday school with my godparents at one point in my life, but it was never my family's foundation of, you know, we're going to go to Sunday school and we're going to go to church. That was, I always found it in other families and my friends that I was just associated with growing up. Um, I didn't really find a relationship or understand what it meant to walk the walk of faith until I went to a, uh, an event for a weekend long, um, basically an awakening. It's called the Indiana Dunes Great Banquet, where I met my co-host on my fearless podcast, Tina Better. And so um, that's where I learned what it means to actually walk the walk and live by the word. Um, I knew who God was my whole life and I always believed, but I there was no fruits in my life that had any sort of connection that I was living in that way because I was still so of the world, but didn't even know it. So it switched for me. Um, 2019, I got rebaptized. I was baptized as a child with my siblings, but that wasn't my own decision, right? But grateful for it, absolutely. But I, it really clicked for me that I wanted to take my life in a different direction. Um, 2019, I got um, rebaptized and saved again. And then life just started changing there because I started like working on myself, reading self-help books, realizing, you know, once the pandemic hit, I was working from home and uh, I loved it, but I was doing laundry, working, like doing all the things that wasn't really um, helping me in my future growth or like what I wanted to do. And then COVID hit again again in the summer and we were all we were sent back to the office for two days a week and then we were sent back home because COVID had hit and they're like nah it's not safe yet go back home and I was like okay that's when I was like what am I doing with my time because I was looking around in these cubicles and mind you like two years I had been working from home had freedom to get up wander listen to music do all the things and then all of a sudden I was back into the nine to five grind, the American dream that we're all told to do. Right. And I was like, everybody was miserable. Nobody had anything nice to say. It was just complaint after complaint. And it was just not a great environment. It was just, I felt like I was in jail and I'm like, okay, what am I doing with my time? So when we got back home, that's when I found affiliated marketing. I was scrolling on TikTok because my younger sister was like, Hey, my friends and I made a TikTok, go look at it. And I was like, okay, I don't even know what this app is, but sure. Well, sure enough, a woman around my mom's age pops up on my screen and she's talking about how she quit her nine to five job. She learned how to make money online. And I'm like, whoa, so this woman's either lying or she's actually doing what she says. And long story short, I did the exact same thing, led me to quit my nine to five in December. And then that's when, excuse my French, but shit hit the fan in my personal life that led me on a different path to where I'm at now that started a podcast and all of these other things that I had no clue where was even in, you know, 
the realm for me. And all to say that uh, my walk with God has been so much stronger since 2019. And since the Indiana Dunes Great Banquet, I went um, October of 2021 last year. So this entire year has, like, I can say without a doubt that the person I was a year ago, two years ago, does not exist anymore for the better because of Jesus. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to hear a little bit more about your podcast. How'd that get yeah. started? Whoa. So total God thing. Um, it's so funny. My best friend, um, she took a traveling position at the beginning of the year and I um, went down with her to Connecticut to move. We are in Indiana. So we did the 12 hour drive to Connecticut. And she reminded me last night when I was talking to her about my podcast, she's like, don't you remember at the beginning of the year, you said, oh, like you like affiliated marketing because I teach people how to make money online. But my passion was just not there for that. I'm like, if I have this platform, I want to be talking about things I want to talk about. And then uh, met Tina through the great banquet. She actually um, had had a podcast run like a year or two ago, but it just ran short because her partner was kind of wishy-washy, not really like on the gung-ho of doing this for like all in. And so we had been trying to connect about what affiliated marketing is, um, how we could work together for probably like six to eight months, but our, it just never aligned. And then all of a sudden, uh, I, I don't even know how it started. She got a, she was volunteering at a recovery center in our, one of the towns by us and they have a podcasting room. And I think that was where the idea was like, oh, like maybe we could use that. And then we went to dinner and just started talking and we're like, well, what would we call it? What would we talk about? What can we offer? And that's where Fearless Queens was kind of born because um, you faith over fear, we have to be, we fear less. It's not that we don't have fear. I mean, I'm a human still. And so is she, everybody else is, but you learn that, you know, it's mind over matter. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you and learning that um, your mind, like you control your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Are they serving you? Are they not? And that's kind of where it all started. And she has such her own story. She's been on like a sobriety recovery journey. She just has so much to offer as do I, like I just all the things I've gone through in my own life that I, we both felt we could come together and serve such a audience in a way because she's 14 years older than me, you know? So you don't really see 20 year olds at like in their twenties and in their forties hanging out, but yeah. there's just such an alignment that God has us in place. And it just, everything fell through. So like, I couldn't even make it up. My sister who became my roommate this year is my editor. Like she lives across the hall. I couldn't even make that up. Like, I don't know what I'm doing in the editing realm. I just wanted to speak and have it out there. So then the podcasting room just fell into our laps. A co-host fell into my lap. We actually just have another gentleman join our team to help us monetize and figure out, you know, how to make a buck on a podcast. Because as much as I love to serve, I also need to pay my own bills. So it's just been um, a whirlwind, but I couldn't make up the connections that I've gotten for this. That's why I know I'm on the path I'm supposed to be on because it's all just folding so beautifully for me. Come on, won't he do it? (laughs) 
<laughs> and that that's so similar to even my podcast and, and to share a little bit of, of my journey with you is I started podcasting probably in 2018 right towards the end of a 10-year rap career which is a whole other story that oh. people, my people have probably heard enough of me saying this lately <laughs> but um so I've been in the podcast game for a little bit and it started solo and then here probably month two months ago i started having guests and with me it's not a co-host it's just me and whoever i can find and it's crazy because i was on a guy's podcast and he was like why don't you do a podcast like what we're doing right now i'm like i, I guess <laughs> so I, I started it and everyone i've asked has said yes so i'm like this is all right god here we go so so here we are with this but yeah i love that and a big thing in, in my business that I've been growing, just mentoring and coaching creative people, um, I, I love to see people come alive with their passion. And just a sidebar, it's it's great seeing you talk about this, this new passion of yours with your podcast and just seeing you on fire for God because I rededicated my life back in 2011. So I've been really, really involved in my church. I, I play drums for my worship team. I'm 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 there. Like God is my me serving the the local church is huge in in my life. So I always love to see that and I, I think you're doing a great job from what I can tell. The little bit I've seen kind of from a distance. So it's it's so cool to see you doing that. I I would love to hear so now that you are on fire for God and you're you're really leaning into your passions. I would love to ask you so what is the legacy you want to leave in this world i just want everybody that meets me that i remind them of jesus like i'm a nobody trying to tell somebody or trying to tell everybody all about somebody like it's not me who's doing this like it is god within me that is having the fruits of the labor being brought out into my life it's it's really not me and if people can see the spirit of god within me Everywhere I go, like if I'm kind, generous, all of the fruits of the spirit, right? That's what I want to leave behind. That I was known as a child of God, that I was, I had a servant heart. And I just, when I get to heaven, he tells me, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's all I want in life. I love that. I love that. So you said that your affiliate marketing is kind of how you started to get into your entrepreneur journey i guess you could say and yes. you said that it's not necessarily something that you're most passionate about correct yes what do you think it is I, I feel like that's such a launching pad because i did a little bit of affiliate marketing when i first started too but it's just it's funny because i mean some people that's their thing like that's their bread and butter they they love it forever so i'm just curious what do you think was your main takeaways from starting as affiliate marketing that you now are putting towards your future passions in, in business? The core of what affiliated marketing is, um, how to start a business. That was key. I mean, legendary marketer is where I found what affiliated marketing was. It's what, how I learned all of the skills, what email marketing was, what a link in your bio was, how to create that, how to set up a landing page, all of the things that now help me promote my podcast that helped me promote still helping people t make money online, teaching people, you know, those, those core entities of how to start a business. And it really gave me the foundation of this is the mindset you need to have in order to switch from entrepreneurship to 
you know, the nine to five, because they're two totally different things. And you've been, we've been programmed our entire lives. Like you go to school, you're on a time frame, and then you leave, you clock in, you clock out, you get your paycheck and you're always on somebody else's time. You're always making somebody else rich. And then you do not have, I mean, you kind of, you can do whatever you want in the rest of the time, but majority of people aren't going to, you know, their Saturdays and Sundays, they want to relax or go to the bars, whatever. But that's when I was like, what am I doing with my time? I need to figure out how I'm not going to be working the rest of my life for corporate America until I'm 56 years old. There was just no way I saw myself doing that. So I'm so grateful for affiliated marketing teaching me all of these things because it has led me to figuring out my other pathways, like all the things that have the podcast and just my hobbies that I have now, because I realize, like, if I can do this, what can, what else can I do? And it's so funny. We do have a similar path. As as I'm listening to your story, I'm thinking back, it was probably the end of last year that I started getting into affiliate marketing from Legendary. And then from there, I started seeing this guy named Brad and this girl named Nina pop up on my TikTok everywhere. And sure enough, I'm like, man, what is this? And then next thing you know, I'm a part of their like coaching mentorship, learning how to be a coach myself. And you went through the same thing. Shout out CBF. <laughs> but um, man, I, and I love that. But I want I heard you mention mindset, which I mean, that's that's right there. What I what I love to talk about next to my, my faith in Jesus is mindset. And I'd love for you to just share what's been the biggest thing that you've been learning about lately when it comes to your mindset. You are the, sorry, my uh, AirPods stopped working, but you literally, everything that you think becomes your reality. So what you're thinking, your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, and your actions become your habits good, bad, ugly, beautiful, no matter what, like subconsciously, that's what you're doing. That's why the Bible says, you know, watch what you say. Your, your tongue has the power to kill or to like live essentially. So that for me, because I used to see the entire world, like I was the glass half full type of person. I was very bitter, angry, not who I am today. Thank God. But learning that I was the one holding myself back changed everything for me because it's not the external you you want everybody wants to change everything else around them but nobody wants to turn inward and be like okay I'm the only common denominator in every aspect of my life in every relationship I'm in so what is it about me that I'm bringing to the table that is causing all these different things to not align the way I'm wanting them to So I started the first, I think the first uh, self-help book I uh, read was Girl, Wash Your Face by Rachel Hollis. And she is a podcaster as well. I had the privilege of going to see her live last month in Cincinnati. Yeah, she's awesome. And she's um, a godly woman as well. But uh, I'm like, if she can do all these things, I can do all these things. Like just having somebody else walk the path ahead of me um, has been amazing. Like all my mentors online, um, Joyce Meyer, I didn't even know a woman preached until I had a Bible study teacher of mine show me her. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this woman is like walked so much ahead of me in life. And now I just like crave everything that she does because it's so many lessons that now I'm 
hopefully won't do because she's been around that same mountain so many times that I can take the lessons she's learned and not do it that way. So also finding people that were serving me because I didn't have that in my own life. Like I didn't have friends or family to lean on to help me change. I found it in other ways because as soon as I started changing from within, it was poking at all of them because it was a reflection of what they weren't doing in their life. So I lost a lot of people. And, you know, I have to believe that not everybody is meant for an entirety of your life. They're meant for a season and it's always a lesson and a great value, but not everybody's meant to be in your life for forever. To piggyback off what you were saying, you know, you mentioned when you almost do like a full 180 and your life changes when you start going after God, you tend to see that you're, and even when you're going after personal development, because I know some people that listen out there may not even be really big in their, their faith, but they're big into their personal growth. When you flip that switch, you're definitely going to lose some people. And I, I loved it. I loved the way that my, my pastor put it, because we planted a church eight years ago now, and our beginning launch team not all of them are still with us and i love the way that he put it and he said that you know some people are more like scaffolding and some people are like pillars and it's that idea that sometimes through our life through different seasons people are there to help you get to a space but they're not there to get you to the next space but then there's those people that are that pillar that are always going to be there and man yeah i i can definitely attest to that through through my many different journeys in life. I've definitely seen some people come and go. Another thing I love that you mentioned too, is you, you didn't realize that women preached and a lot of times in different circles, you don't, you don't get that. I have the privilege of my pastors or a husband wife team, and they're both on fire. One church in Caddo Mills, Texas. I know it's a little tiny town for those, those listening and watching, but man, like I am the man I am today because of my pastors. And I can't stress that enough, how important it is to surround yourself with that community. Cause it's another thing you mentioned is the right people and the right people in your circle is really what's going to change and impact where you go. And absolutely, I think, I think that's great. Even how you mentioned that you found your, your podcast co-host and how that whole thing happened and how you're, you're around people like that. Uh, I, w- I would love to get your, your thoughts on how important community is in personal growth. It is detrimental. Like you need people there to help you, to guide you, to support you. If you're not getting it from your circle that you're surrounded with now, you're, you're, you're not going to grow as much as you could be if you were associating with the people that are further along than you because you are the average of the five people you associate yourself with and if your five people are super comfortable with being comfortable you know they they don't have any drive they just are stagnant in life they every weekend they're just looking forward to going out or they are just super content with you know the lifestyle that they have and it's great you know not everybody is going to think and act the way that you personally will, but it's finding those other like-minded people to help guide you in that direction. So you don't stay where everybody else is comfortable because comfortability is stagnicity. And you need to, if you want to be an entrepreneur, if you want to chase after your dreams, you have to be comfortable in the uncomfortable. 
that is the number one thing I have learned. Absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. A hundred percent. And it, and it also goes to that idea of you have to be willing to hold tension. It's like it, and it's derived even off the word being intentional. And it's that idea of being intention because so many times we are afraid of that idea of being uncomfortable but it's like your destiny's right outside your comfort zone and a lot of people don't realize that and if you're listening to this podcast and more than likely you've already begun to figure that out but it's so good to be reminded of that i'm i'm learning patience right now and i'm learning to walk by faith and not by sight, because I don't see all the things that I know are happening for me behind the scenes that God has planned for me. But I know that my faith has never been stronger and that I've never been more disciplined in his word, the way I live, that there's just no way that those blessings aren't coming. So I, and I, and I'm being attacked. I know that without a doubt, Satan tries to get in my mind and get external things, get my old people in my past to come back up to the surface. And it's like, not today, Satan, not tomorrow either. So each and every day is its own battle in itself. But I really have to remember, like, God feeds the birds. God knows who I am. So why am I worried about tomorrow? Like we are told, don't worry about tomorrow. Today has enough worry in itself. So it's really learning to enjoy the journey because for so long and it's still a learning process I think it always will be for me because I'm very much type a I want to get everything done this instant and I want to see it happen right now and that's just not how life works even though we've all been programmed to think that it does work like nobody has patience anymore you can get Amazon or Uber Eats like delivered like that nowadays and it's there's no connection or like no uh oh my goodness, like I've been waiting and waiting and it's finally here. Like, thank you so much. Like you don't have that intuition anymore because you have that instant gratification. And uh, I just, that's where I'm at. I mean, just prayer, huge. I think if anybody could do anything for everybody is just to pray more for everything in their life, this country, the generations behind us, all of that. And I love how you said that. You said that it's, the ability to be content in the present. And that's the biggest thing that I've learned even here recently is that idea of slowing down. Because again, we're, we're bombarded from the second we wake up with tons of different emotions. Like we can get on TikTok for five minutes and feel every gamma of emotions in less than five minutes, honestly. And it leaves us so drained. And that's why I believe, and that's even when I'm helping my clients is a lot of times, especially high achievers, us high achievers, us, like you said, type A, those people that are so future focused, one of the hardest things we, we have to do is schedule that rest and schedule that time to slow down. And I, I can share a little bit, like one practical thing that's helped me so much is in, in my personal devotional time, because that's huge. Like if you're caught, if you consider yourself a Christian, getting into the word and praying, like you mentioned, is literally your bread and butter and should be the first thing on, on your mind. And I got into this space because, I mean, I've been following God for forever, <laughs> it feels like now. And I got into this space where it got really gamified 
with the Bible app, which the Bible app is an amazing tool. Definitely not going to knock it. But for me, as a type three in the Enneagram and as someone that really likes to check my boxes off, it it began to be that for me. And one day I just felt like God was saying, you know, put down the app, put down the phone and just open your actual physical Bible, which right now it's sitting underneath my computer so you can see me at the right height but it's it's not far from me and that's literally one of the first things i do and if if i could give any tips for those listening at home is devote yourself to that that quiet time like absolutely devote yourself to getting away from all of the distractions and simply sit down and make time for you and god and you'll see amazing benefits far surpassing any of your creative or your your career things that's going to be the the core of it all we can we can sit there and talk about a bunch of practical tools to get to your success but if you're not doing that real deep inner work then you're not going to really get to that next level and it goes back to even what what you mentioned earlier about finding yourself and a big portion of what i like to help my my clients do is discover that identity because as those high performers as those high achievers it's so easy for us to get caught up into what we do and we Mm -hmm. are what we do we're we're who we are and whose we are as i I like to always say it i am so similar to you because I'm so, I'm a type one on the Enneagram. So I like to check the boxes off too. And I was feeling that way as well, because I was doing like plant, like I was doing the Bible plan, like read it for 365 days. And then I was doing all the other kind of plans, like for the mood I was in that day. And then I was just like overwhelmed by everything that I had to check off for that day. So I have gotten into my own, like opening the Bible, like you said, journaling, I have, um, Joyce Meyer books now like there's more to just the Bible app and actually opening like you can get it so many different ways it's just taking that first part of your day and giving it to God because then he forms the rest of your day and I did it I just finished a book over the weekend called fasting and I didn't realize how powerful and how much we are required as Christians to fast I didn't even know that really existed until I finished that book and it was so good that it just couldn't stop until I knew the beginning and the end of it. And if we're called to pray, give and fast, and I was missing such a portion of that. And so now I definitely am equipping it into my life moving forward because I'm missing out on so many blessings or in the strongholds and the generational curses that are no longer like a part of me. Like my mantra in life is it ran in my family until it ran into me. I'm going to do everything in my power through God to never have that again moving forward come on man that book that book is so important fast by jensen franklin right absolutely Yeah, yeah. yeah i worked for a a like digital ministry for four years and it was a youtube channel and she was on daystar stuff like that that was my again another little sidebar of my story but i say that to say that part of 
working there, there was a lot of personal development. And that's honestly where I started getting into that space of, you know, writing the vision, making it plain, Habakkuk 2 2, and like realizing how much personal growth and mindset is tied to scripture. A lot of people don't realize that, especially those. It's all one. Yeah, especially those that get caught up in other other things. But I say that to say that we read that book at the beginning of every year. And we would like go through chapters. We did, would discuss it in our different departments of the, the ministry, but also we would fast. And it's crazy so many people don't realize the importance of fasting. Because right now you hear it from like a, a health holistic space where, you know, you intermittent fast. It's great for your body. But again, I, I love the way God works because he's literally in our, in our DNA, down, down to our DNA. And it's that idea of like, it, it all comes full circle, but the spiritual aspects of fasting are, man, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. And it's great to hear that, that you you've read that and you're, you're getting to experience like the, the full spectrum of the Christian life. Cause a lot, a lot of times we, we don't realize that, um, I've gotten so used to my my space and being in it for so long that you almost get get numb to the fact that like we we walk with such abundance. But when but when you see it through through new eyes, it's so cool to see. So I'll say that from my perspective, hearing hearing you you tell your firsthand story of it is so cool to hear. But it's it's that idea of yeah, like all of God's promises or yes and amen and it's like we get so tied into the minutiae of what's happening in the world that we lose sight of the fact that we have a god on our side that is so much greater than any of our small little inconvenient struggles is there any questions you have for me i know i always love to ask that to my my people on the show because it's interesting to see their perspective yeah um so what made you like ask me to be on your show? Oh man, what was it? I saw a Facebook post, I think, and I saw where you were saying that you, you started a podcast. And then I, I remembered you from, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember you from being in the, the group calls on C, CBF. And I was like, she looks familiar. I think I know her. And then I saw all your posts about God and your faith. And I was like, this is cool. This is interesting. Let's, and whatever it means. Cause I mean, I'm definitely being prayerful in who I reach out to, but also at the same time, I'm just like, maybe this works. It's kind of like that, that gut intuition thing that obviously it's the Holy spirit, but sometimes when you're not thinking of it in the moment, you're just kind of acting on it. And I was just like, let me reach out to Sarah and see, see what she's up to. If she would be a part of the podcast. I so appreciate it. And I love that because for me, I know that the Holy spirit is guiding all the doors that are opening. And I was like, if I'm not saying yes, I, I, I just, I have been saying yes so much this year to things that are aligning with this path. I'm like, how could I not do this? (laughs) What an opportunity that has been in front of me. Like, Absolutely. So thank you. Come on. Yeah. And we'll link all your stuff in the description. Like go, go show Sarah some love, go subscribe, do all the things. I always get so tired as a, and you get it too, being a podcast host, I'm sure you get so tired of being that person being like, like, subscribe, share, comment. 
but those listening at home that's literally how these grassroots movements of podcasts are going like for me right now one of the podcasts i love listening to is the basement um by tim ross i don't know if you've heard of it his podcast is crazy because he started maybe the middle of this year and it's just blown up it, it only takes it takes one episode yeah. it takes one video i had zero followers on tiktok and then all of a sudden i had you know almost forty thousand. so i mean it starts with one and it continues yeah. to grow like what you water will flourish and grow what you put in is what you'll get out in anything in life so if you're only doing this partially you're only going to get partial the stuff if you're only walking if you're only going to church sunday you're only getting the benefits of hearing somebody preach on sunday you're missing out on everything else in life and that's everything that's that's so good and also to kind of bounce off of that is with those people out there that may have been doing this and doing it consistently whether it's being content creators or your musicians or whatever it may be, and you're not seeing the the fruits of your labor labor yet, don't despise it and don't give up. Because I can say I started my TikTok at the beginning of this year and it took months to even get to that first 1000 followers. But it's within that, it's the connections that you're making. Cause it's so it it becomes such vanity matrix to a degree if we're not if we're not careful so then we get into this space of like chasing likes and followers but if that's not really creating that community and that's not really creating that impact then then what is it for because oh man there was this one story from this one pastor and he was a youth pastor and when he was a youth pastor he had five five students like for a long span of time that was how many people <laughs> was in his full youth ministry for his church and if you look at from from our perspective and what we see and it can be such a numbers game we get into that space of thinking oh man he only had five people what kind of impact could he make and those people in there was judah smith and uh, a few other fairly big names in the Christian world, which I'm sure you know Judah Smith. And it's just to think about that is like Judah Smith's impact is global. But if you go down the line, you see that ripple effect. So if you show up and you're speaking to the one person in front of you and you're serving them and serving them well, then you've already won. And you've already reached the success that you're hoping to attain. I, I, I definitely circle back to say that uh, I just felt that strong. I felt like someone hearing this in this moment needed to be reminded of that, that even if your impact seems small number wise, don't despise who you are reaching and really lean into those people that you are impacting. Because I mean, disciple cycles <laughs> like we've heard it said that way but like whoever you're bringing with you you don't know who they're gonna bring with them exactly it, one per if you change yourself you're then having the ripple effect of other people changing like oh if they can do it if i can do it they can do it if they can do it what's stopping me so exactly what you said it takes one person one person to change everything so and you can be that one person just don't give up on yourself don't let fear take hold of you because that's what the enemy wants. They want, he wants you to live in fear. 
forever. So you don't ever reach the, the plans that God has for you because he knows how powerful they are. So good. So good. Come on. I need the buttons that have the sound effects, <laughs> the, the drop, the bomb drop or the, the applause. That would be great. Maybe in um, next year's season, I'll, I'll upgrade a little bit. But Sarah, man, thank you so much for taking some time and having a conversation with me. And thank you so I, much for having me. It's been an honor. For sure. Before before I close out, I mean, again, I would love to ask you, is there any way that like I can help you or serve you and what you're doing? Um, keep me in your prayers. Like I said, um, thank you for mentioning my uh, podcast on your site. If you like what we had to share, you know, subscribe, like all those things. But um, I'm glad to have, you know, another friend in Christ. So I'm rooting for you over here in Indiana. And I'm actually going to Texas at the beginning of December. So I'll be spreading my joy that way too. Hey, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, with that said, I'll close like I always love to close. You listening and watching know that I, I love to end it this way is that I love you, friend. I'm praying for you. Now let's go live better than best as we conquered this week.